Hello and welcome to another episode of My Favorite Trees. My name is Thomas and I love trees. I've talked about a lot of strange trees on this show. There's trees that strangle, trees that bleed, and trees that start whole religions. What is potentially the strangest tree I'll talk about, and one you likely haven't heard of, is called the cycad. It's a bit difficult to sum up what cycads are exactly. For starters, they're old. Like, shared the planet with the dinosaurs old. And while they're related to conifers like pines and cedars, they are so old that they exist in their own taxonomic branch similar to ginkgos. But they hardly look like any of the trees they're somehow related to, as their structure is a weird cross between a fern and a palm. Let's break down what these prehistoric plants really are, and learn about one of the most dominant plant types of the age of the dinosaurs. Okay, but really, what on earth is a cycad? Let's start with where it falls in the genetic tree. The biggest division among vascular seed-bearing plants is between angiosperms and gymnosperms. Angiosperms are the younger branch that consists of plants that reproduce using fruits and flowers. Their name means covered seed in reference to that fruit structure. Gymnosperm means naked seed in reference to how these plants' seed-bearing structure leaves the seed exposed to the air. Most recognizable of these is a pine cone, or the cone of any evergreen. Sticking with gymnosperms, this evolutionary branch is split into a few groups. Conifers, which are what you know them to be, ginkgos, which I talk about in episode 33, neophytes, which have their own weird story, and cycads. This is as close as our topic tree gets to any living relatives. Their branch is simply that old. Cycads do have this age and isolation issue in common with ginkgos, though, the idea that they were once a massive and diverse branch that has been whittled down after millions of years of change. But while ginkgos are left with a single species, cycads are a bit further away from total demise. There are around 300 cycad species that are living happily in the tropical and subtropical regions. The prehistoric world is known to be warmer than our current planet, so those warmer latitudes have formed a sort of safe haven for this remnant group. Despite the expected diversity among these trees, there are some common characteristics. In general, cycads look a lot like palm trees. They have a thick, wood-like scarred trunk that doesn't really branch and is topped with floppy fronds. Really, just picture a stouter palm tree and you pretty much get the idea. But despite these structural similarities, they are not closely related at all. Cycads are actually somewhat related to trees, while palms are a type of plant that makes them much more genetically similar to grasses. But these shared characteristics are an excellent example of a phenomenon called convergent evolution. Convergent evolution is the concept that life forms from completely different lineages can ultimately adopt very similar traits based on shared environmental pressures. Other examples of this include bats and birds, both developing wings, 
or various unrelated plants like Venus flytraps and pitcher plants developing carnivorous behavior. Cycads and palms simply both adapted to their shared environment by taking on similar physical characteristics. And they aren't totally similar anyway. For example, palm leaves simply grow out of the top of the plant like any other leaf does. It breaks from a bud, starts small, and then gets bigger. Cycad leaves actually curl out like fern fiddleheads, which is yet another example of convergent evolution because cycads and ferns are also not at all related. And reproduction is entirely different. Palms are angiosperms, so they have fruits and flowers. Cycads are gymnosperms, so they have something like a pine cone? Actually, yes, the seed-bearing structure of cycads is very similar in shape to pine cones. There's two different types of cones. Male cones just release pollen and dangle in a very male way, while female cones take in the pollen and produce seeds. The big cones that you see hanging from pine boughs or sitting atop cycads are female cones. Cycad cones look wholly silly, though. Sometimes they have a cluster of cones, sometimes they just produce one big cone. So picture a thick palm tree that's only a few feet tall, floppy leaves on top, but in the middle of that ring of leaves is just a big ol' egg-shaped cone. It looks like some holy artifact that would be found in an ancient temple or tomb. The sacred egg. But let's recap real quick and bring all those pieces together. A structure like a palm tree, with leaves that uncurl like ferns, and pine cones that grow from the top of its head. I told you, these things are weird. And I mentioned how they like tropical latitudes, and you might wave me off thinking, yeah, well, there's a lot of crazy stuff in those jungles. But there is a cycad species native to the United States, specifically in Georgia and Florida. And if you visited or live in the Gulf states, you might have seen these things planted around and thought it was just some kind of dwarf palm or maybe a tropical fern. Nope, that's a dinosaur tree. And like the dinosaurs, fossil evidence shows that these crazy cycads used to be one of the most dominant forms of plant life around the world. To be specific, fossil evidence suggests that cycads have been around for up to 300 million years. With fossils being found in both the northern and southern hemispheres, scientists figure that species have been around since before the supercontinent Pangaea broke apart, which is thought to have occurred 200 million years ago. From carbon dating these fossils, the height of the cycads' prevalence would have reached a peak during the Jurassic period, between 150 and 200 million years ago. We often think of this time frame as being the age of the dinosaurs, considering that dinosaurs are super cool and scary and Jurassic Park is a great movie. But in the plant world, this time frame was also the age of the cycad. Whenever you look at these dinosaur-based movies like Jurassic Park or Land Before Time, you often see the dinosaurs eating some kind of floppy green leaves that look like they came from palms or ferns. More likely than not, those leaves actually came from cycads. 
Cycads, despite still being around today, are studied in the context of paleobotany. Many have heard of paleontology, again, because dinosaurs are so cool, but paleobotany is kind of an adjacent study of fossil plants specifically. It often gets overshadowed, and I'm not trying to say dinosaurs aren't cool, but ancient plants are also, subjectively, so very fascinating. Paleobotany can tell us things like what the first flowers looked like. And if we compare the fossilized structure of these old plants to current plants and look at where they were found, we can get a pretty good picture at what that part of the world used to look like over time. Observation 1. Cycads currently thrive in warm climates and don't in more temperate regions. Observation 2. Cycad fossils, bearing incredibly similar structures to modern species, are found all over the world. Conclusion. The world was once a warmer place if a warm climate plant grew in what are now temperate regions. Paleobotany is a science done all over the world, but one hotspot for studying cycad fossils specifically is at a national park site in South Dakota. Or rather, it used to be. You likely hear on the news from time to time about new national park sites being added. For example, in 2020, New River Gorge National River in West Virginia was elevated to the status of national park and preserve. What you may not hear about as often is when national park sites get demoted. Some sites get demoted from national park to a different type of designation. For example, one of America's first national parks was Platt National Park in Oklahoma. You likely haven't heard of it because it was redesignated as Chickasaw National Recreation Area in the 1970s. Some national park sites are transferred over to state government hands, like how Mackinac National Park in Michigan became Mackinac Island State Park. Some national park sites are simply dissolved and no longer exist as a designated park. This is what happened with Fossil Cycad National Monument in southwestern South Dakota. In the late 1800s, land dug up in this region held a ton of well-preserved fossils, many of them different cycad species. It became a huge paleobotany hotspot for anyone looking to study what the ancient world might have looked like and connect some dots across time. And in an effort to protect the area, then-President Warren G. Harding declared the land a national monument in 1922. But unfortunately, laws alone cannot protect a resource if humans are not willing to enforce them. The site was poorly managed, and very little funding went into this treasure of Earth's lost history. And over the course of a few decades, whether by researchers or by thieves, basically every cycad fossil was taken from these grounds. In 1956, the site was eliminated and fully transferred out of the national park system. It's an area that's still managed by the federal government, it's just now under the jurisdiction of the Bureau of Land Management. I've talked a lot about how these plants serve as windows to the past, but cycads are residents of this planet here in the present day. How have they more practically provided services to humans? Tribal populations native to tropical islands have historically used cycad parts for food and medicine. Residents of the island nation Vanuatu, halfway between the Solomon Islands and Fiji, are particularly fond of the plant, going so far as to feature it on their nation's flag. Cycad seeds contain a toxin known as cyacin, but this compound is easily cooked out. They can afterwards be eaten as food or used medicinally to treat gastrointestinal issues. 
Cycad roots are thick and starchy and are usually grown into a flour that can be made into bread. That starch is still commonly used today, and you may have seen it in grocery stores. The American cycad species that I mentioned earlier is often referred to as the kunti, but it's also called the Florida arrowroot. Arrowroot powder is an ingredient that has greatly risen in popularity as a gluten-free or paleo-baking option. There are a few plants with the name arrowroot that are used for this ingredient, but this cycad is one of them, and is especially convenient for U.S. production. Cycads are also planted as ornamental trees, both in gardens and public spaces, as well as in the form of houseplants. Which is awesome, but I wonder how many people don't realize that they have a dinosaur growing in their house. And it's honestly great that it is so popular as an ornamental, because cycads are still a remnant plant group that has decreased significantly over time and is more or less on its way out. Just like the ginkgo. Many cycads are either endangered or just straight up extinct in the wild and only exist in cultivated settings. One species called Encephalartos woodii is very tree-like but is extinct in the wild. And it really has no hope of coming back because it is a dioecious plant, meaning male and female individuals, and all of the individuals in cultivation are male clones. NPR called it the loneliest plant in the world. But this isn't something that we need to feel bad about or kick ourselves into conservation action over. This is simply the fate of all plants. Even if humans never existed and had an impact on the world, the cycads would have very likely continued to decline until they were just a thing of the past. That's what happened to just about every other plant that lived alongside the cycads, as well as the ginkgos and the dinosaurs. It's up to us to just feel lucky that we live at a crossroads of past and future with trees like these. One tree that makes an unexpectedly huge impact on the world around us today is a species of oak called the cork oak. Cork material, what we use to make wine stoppers, noise-canceling panels, and boards to hang up cheesy pictures in college, all come from this tree. Join me on July 26th as we explore what exactly this material really is and how this tree makes it. I want to thank all of you for listening to this podcast. If you have the time, leave a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to help us grow. The music is by Academy Garden. You can find more of their awesome stuff at academygarden.bandcamp.com. My cover art is by at Boomerang Brit on Instagram. My script editor and social media manager is the wonderful Lori Hilburn. Find me on Twitter and Facebook at My Favorite Trees or on Instagram at Tree Podcast. And if you'd like to thank me back, you can do so by donating to your favorite sustainable organization, some of which are listed on my website, mftpodcast.com. Now, go find a tree that you love and give it a hug. <laughs>